Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm John Fugelsang, and we are bringing you our live coverage of the State of the Union Address 2023. Quite an address by Joe Biden. Quite a raucous crowd. I haven't seen heckling like that at a State of the Union since the last time we had a Democratic president in the White House. We would love to know what you think, and we'll be taking your calls at 866-997-4748. That's 866-997-GRIT. It's a little awkward for me because um, I was just explaining to our guest, my my drinking game word for this was uh, finish the job. Not a good idea, folks. I can barely see now. So let me bring in someone much more learned and wise than me, the great Katrina Vanden Heuvel, who is the editorial director and publisher of The Nation magazine, America's leading source of progressive politics and culture for over 100 years. Katrina was the editor of the magazine from 1995 to 2019. And there are a few people I would rather dissect this particular speech with as we all sit in joyful hope waiting for Sarah Huckabee Sanders to have her moment. Katrina, welcome back. It's good to have you. Thank you, John. It's great to be on with you. And uh, I'm glad I didn't have a drinking game. I usually don't need one, but got to finish the job. How many times? do you... I think <laughs> I, I, they... President Biden has 2024 on his mind, even as he gave a rollicking, feisty speech tonight, which he did. It was very much a campaign speech. And I, I you know, the, I've always said Biden's greatest strength as a campaigner is drawing the contrast between himself and whomever he's up against. And you can watch him handle Sarah Palin or Paul Ryan or uh, watch him handle Donald Trump almost effortlessly. He's very good at it. And once he relaxed a bit after the opening, and I kind of had moments where I forgot this is an 80 year old man with a stutter. What was your uh, initial take? And, and did it feel like a campaign address to you? It felt like he was comfortable. It felt like he was in his skin, which you don't, sometimes you feel he's not, and they you know, mock it. But he spoke of resilience as if he was, you know, it's almost like he's the nation. He's resilient. And then mm-hmm. he spoke of dignity, and he spoke of jobs. And, you know, he didn't mention the Roosevelt moment. But I thought tonight what struck me, John, was it was a feisty, rollicking speech of a progressive Democrat, especially in these times, who cares about work, labor, jobs. He touted his record. He took on his foes. But he did it in jolly spirit, in a sense, with folksy language. He's a good campaigner. And I, you know, obviously, there are a lot of issues. Someone was tweeting, he only gave four sentences to this and that. But he knew what he was doing. What struck me, I have to say, was it was an hour and 22. Yes. Not short. What struck me is someone who found the domestic piece. And again, Roosevelt, because he loves that comparison, President Biden. There was the New Deal Roosevelt and there was the war Roosevelt. I thought there would be much more foreign policy 
And to be honest, I'm glad there wasn't. What struck me at one point is he sort of suggested that we are the, we lead by example. And yes. I've always believed that. And he spoke of what we could be by example. And obviously he touted the infrastructure, the jobs and chips and climate. And what was important was that people hear him. I'm not sure you couldn't have done that in an hour, but I hate that kind of quarterbacking. I agree completely. I mean, he did cover most of the major bases. I, I want to ask you about foreign policy. He, by the way, I, the polls, as you know, John, were not happy. He, be, You know what he was? This is so cliched, but it's not. Truman was a happy warrior. He seemed mm -hmm. a happy warrior tonight. He wasn't on a vendetta. He wasn't going to take on the Republicans frontally. There was a little bit of a unity stuff at the top with McCarthy and McConnell. Let's work together. But he kind of didn't quite dissect it, but he kind of unwrapped what he meant. Like, you yes. come work with me. I think a lot of uh, people on the left were looking forward to seeing Joe Biden throw some red meat to the base and, and really bring the fight to Republicans. It's never been his style. He has surrogates who do that much better than him. His strength has always been appearing to be the calm, sane guy, which worked very well against Trump and works well against this caucus, while at the same time drawing a very, very polite but stern line between his policies and what the other guy fights for. And he kept doing that. But, all you know, think tonight. about it, John. He did speak. He did talk to principles that the progressive left has championed. Fair share taxes mm -hmm. that a waitress should not have to pay more than Warren Buffett. He spoke about Roe and that he would veto any kind of extreme anti-abortion bill that came to his desk. He spoke about the fairness of immigration. Will he move on that? Speeches can be easier. But he did speak to those issues which animate a progressive left, but he didn't give them the time. Admittedly, he did have these three achievements, which again, the polls have shown us as he came into the speech, people haven't registered it, which is a little bit why he kept doing the job is not done because they don't come into play. For a little I bit. must admit, Katrina, I've been I've been saying for a couple of weeks now that we should begin expecting the big pivot to the center for Biden now that the midterms are done and he's beginning campaign season, the second half of the first term, that this is when Democratic presidents traditionally throw progressives under the parade float and begin going straight hardcore to the middle. And I, I don't think anyone you or I know had Biden as their first choice when this began outside of James Clyburn. Um, but, but I have to say, I've been consistently, consistently impressed and, and at times dazzled by how much this man has grown and evolved and how much he really seems to believe it. He's not just trying to pander to the left. He's really fighting for these issues. He's a smart politician. He's not pandering, but he's moving in the times we're living in. I will say that I think there are several issues that changes that are going to happen, not just as chief of staff, Ron Klain has left. The yes. big change may be the National Economic Council head, mm -hmm. Brian D.C., who's moving on. And there is a fight inside between people like at the Roosevelt Institute who wish for Wally Adeyamo, and there are mm -hmm. others who want Lael Brainerd at the Fed. But, you know, these are small. These are not going to play among those who I have to admit I was a little worried. What is the planning in the White House? You got LeBron about to maybe he did make the record tonight. What, what, Not yet. That I was no, checking. No, I was checking all through the speech to see. <laughs> I mean, LeBron's not... hit. LeBron James has to score 36 points to top Kareem's record. I know Kareem and he's, and he's sitting there. Kareem is sitting Kareem's there in the stands. And LeBron's done 36 points like four times in the last month. So they think tonight could be the night. It sure oh. would upstage a good speech. Anyway, but I, I'm, I'm not sure I've ever been dazzled, but I do think Biden gave a very important speech as a marker 
to frame his last two years and his legacy, even if he doesn't run again for the next two. I got to be honest, uh, and I say this as someone who's never belonged to a political party, when old Joe Biden is decriminalizing weed at the federal level and fighting for student loan debt forgiveness. Uh, no, no, you have dazzled. to you have to cheer. My you cynical heart's cheer. a little dazzled by that. Absolutely. I'm not. I, I, you know what, John, you have never been cynical. I've seen you in action. <laughs> and I think skepticism is in order. But cynicism is the graveyard. Correct. For I always... all. And I, by the way, you don't even know. I've been on the nation cruise with you. I believe that hearing aids and the legislation Biden passed to allow FDA less expensive hearing aids is one of the great changes of our times. I've tweeted about it. I have 20 tweets. Astonishing. Astonishing <laughs> how big it is. And it's one of those incredible advances that he's achieved on a policy level that yeah. most Americans don't even know about. You know yet. I know about, it's not as important is, as a spy bubble over Montana. I realize. But health, I will tell you, you know this, jobs, health healthcare. I wish it was more than just insulin. It may be as we move forward. The lobbying around health medicine and insurance is so fierce, but it's a beginning. And as Joe Biden said tonight, it's a beginning, not just we got to keep moving with reelecting me, but it is a beginning when you pass big legislation. Social security was not what it was when it was passed under Roosevelt. You didn't mm -hmm. have domestic workers, African-American farm workers, takes you know this is a country of reform i wish it was one of i don't think it's one of socialism i i respect what biden said because they're different capitalisms we need an elizabeth warren capitalism not a yes mccarthy capitalism exactly i mean capitalism with empathy it's not that hard an angle Human, yeah and it's, it reads better than democratic socialism in some circles. Before I let you go, and we're very excited for Sarah Huckabee Sanders to take the doom spot, the Bobby Jindal special. But um, <laughs> you mentioned the foreign policy talk. There was a brief reference to the balloon. Uh, this is the first time, Katrina, I've been watching a news channel and gone a whole hour without hearing about the balloon in quite a while. But in terms of uh, foreign policy, he reiterated America's commitment to Ukraine. Now, it's strange. Back in December, Kevin McCarthy, pre-speaker, really caused a uh, a, a lot of fuss a when stir. he said the U.S. won't send a blank check to Ukraine if Republicans take the House. It seems that most Republicans have rejected that. The aid's still flowing, and the public generally supports the amount of aid that's being sent. John, I have to admit I'm a bit of a heretic. There was a progressive letter last October, Pramila Jayapal, Rokhana. Yes. I do believe that the fight is to keep Ukraine free, whole, sovereign. This is a cruel, brutal war launched by Russia. The longer it goes on without some ceasefire, even a Korean solution. Yes. I'm certainly not in the McCarthy camp. Some of these Republicans want to continue sending military aid and no humanitarian aid. I mean, that's the measure of it. But I do mm -hmm. believe there should be some thrust toward some negotiation with Ukraine, part of it in a big way. Katrina and, Vanden, uh, it is I know the, the bubble. My mother was a great friend of Terry Southern's. Mm -hmm. He he lost Dr. Strangelove after Donald Rumsfeld during the Iraq war. He decided to give up. If he'd seen this bubble, he would have fully believed that satire had been outpaced by reality. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Katrina, it is always a pleasure. Anytime we can get you here. Thank you for staying up late with us. I hope Thank to see you. you on the next Nation Cruise. And um, what can I say but enjoy Sarah Huckabee Sanders. They found. Thank you, John. I will do biggest... my best. One of the biggest liars I'm go, they could possibly I'm get. I've always enjoyed her father's diet book. Or <laughs> Sorry. 
All right. Thank you so much, Ms. Ms. Van Den Heuvel. It's a pleasure. We'll see you very soon. We're going to take a very quick break. When we come back, more of our coverage, your calls, and of course, moments away from Sarah Huckabee Sanders' big Oscar moment right here on SiriusXM. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Well, folks, I told you before, I picked the worst possible drinking game word for the State of the Union, uh, which was... uh, (laughs) My my drinking game word for the State of the Union this year... um, was let's finish the job. Not a good choice. Uh, however, one of our listeners just texted me and said his listening, his drinking game word for Biden's speech was look. That's actually worse. He's dead now. Actually, that guy has just collapsed. Uh, but Sarah Huckabee Sanders has just wrapped her speech. All culture war, all defund police, fentanyl, freedom. She's all about freedom. Not, I mean, if you're a young girl who's been raped, she's going to have the government force you to carry and bear your rapist child. Uh, Oh, and we're going to have to ban teaching uh, the history of uh, racism in schools. But other than that, all about freedom. We just saw 50 pounds of hate in a 20 pound skin suit, and there was nothing in her entire rebuttal. And I invite you guys to let me know if I was mistaken. We're at 866-997-4748. Nothing in her entire rebuttal that even touched on the issue of what the Republican Party would do on a policy level to improve the lives of non-millionaires. Well, you know what we're going to do to improve the lives of everybody? We are going to have a great panel for the next hour to talk about the speech, to talk about the response to the speech, to talk about the heckling of the speech, and of course, to talk about the return of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, a woman who put her hand on a Bible and testified under oath that she lied to everybody in America on TV from the White House press room. That's the best person they could get to fill tonight's Bobby Jindal's death spot. Uh, I am so pleased to welcome back to the show two uh, people that we really love to have join us. Of course, Dr. Tracy Pearson is a legal analyst and consultant who you've seen on TV and radio and podcasts. Uh, Forbes, Fast Company, New York Post. You see her all the time on Cheddar News and News Nation. Welcome back, Dr. Pearson. Also, the mighty Joe Sudbay, who has worked in politics and advocacy for over 30 years. He's at a front row seat to the way online campaigning has changed advocacy in DT in D.C., Joe has worked on many progressive issues related to LGBT equality, labor and manufacturing, immigration reform. For the past eight years, Joe's had his own company, Sudbay Strategies, which works with progressive advocacy organizations. I told Chris I want to get a couple of people who are smarter and more moral than me to make sense of this. And we delivered. Welcome back, Joe and Tracy. Good to see you. 
Hi, how are you? It's great to be here. It, it's really fun to be here, John. I need this. I need this to unpack what we just saw these past few hours. So thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Let's I'm... let's let's get unpacking by all means. I mean, let me ask you guys the same thing I asked Katrina Vandenhubel in the last hour. What were your initial thoughts about the we're going to get to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Believe me, folks, I want your thoughts. <laughs> but what what did you think about the actual address? And did it feel like a campaign speech? I felt it felt like a campaign speech, but I also felt like it was a great conversation where he engaged uh, the chamber and and just didn't keep rolling through. He, he held them accountable. Yeah, he went off book a few times. In the beginning, it was shaky. But later on, I mean, speaking as a comedian, um, it's really nice to watch a president who's kind of comfortable being heckled. He just he had his script and he rolled with it and he knew the heckling made him look good. Joe, I think Biden tonight got the entire Republican caucus to go on the record of, of saying that they don't want to sunset Social Security and Medicare. That was masterful. I, I, I was laughing out loud, literally sitting here watching, howling, thinking, how did he just do this? And it was like he lured them into a trap earlier today on his show. Mike Signorelli said, Biden should say this. He should make them raise their hand if they want to save Social Security and Medicare. And he did it more. He did a version of that, right? He actually got them to have to agree that they weren't going to. And the thing is, there are Republicans who want to cut Social Security and Medicare. He said, I'll give you the document. The document came from Rick Scott, the senator from Florida, who mm -hmm. chaired the National Republican Senatorial Campaign Committee last year. There are lots of Republicans who have said this. Mike Lee, they showed a screen. Mike Lee, uh, they showed a uh, they showed him like looking grimaced. Who would be one of these people? It was you, dude. You were one of the people who said it. Ron Johnson. Y'all said it. Biden yeah. calls you out and. Oh, boy, they do not like being called out on their shit, John. It was so like, and let's just think about this for a minute. This was Joe Biden who did this. I, no one yeah. expected it. I certainly didn't. I have to admit it. Oh, I, mean, oh, it was I like absolutely he... expected it. I expected him okay. to do that. I, I, and I credit it to the fact that, that he went to Syracuse College of Law and so did I. Okay. And so that <laughs> was a masterful technique that I heard there. But I jumped up and I was excited. And, and yeah, absolutely. I, I thought, wow, good for you. Good for you. This is going to be a moment. I mean, he kind of just, you know, linguistically sucker punched them into not cutting Social Security and Medicare on live TV. Our friend uh, Bob Seska tweeted, Dark Brandon just owned the entire Republican caucus. He got them to freak out when he accused them of wanting to cut Social Security. Marjorie Taylor Greene screams liar. So Biden says, so it's off the books. We got unanimity. That was a hell of a thing. The senile old man just publicly humiliated the Republicans, all of them. Boom. He did it. And can I propose a new rule? Um, if your party heckles the president during his speech, you forfeit the right to have a rebuttal. I, I think it's pretty simple. If you can't keep your mouth shut and behave like a grown up for the duration of a speech, then Sarah Huckabee Sanders doesn't get to come out. And oh, what am I saying? I'm a fan of comedy. I'm glad she spoke. <laughs> Well, absolutely. I mean, I hope that her, her educational plan includes sitting quietly and, and listening to the teacher because I, I, I yeah, that's it's just embarrassing to listen to that. Although I do enjoy Parliament now that I say that I do enjoy the fact that they yell at each other. But I don't. Yes, think I, I love British Parliament. I'm and I wouldn't mind having a system like that because I, I want to see which presidents can handle it. Um, but having said that, you know, the, the address is a bit different. Uh, I, I think I'd love to see the president have to go there and suffer the slings and arrows of his dissatisfied politicians in his in his parliament. But, um, I, you know, we look back to what happened when 
one congressman yelled, you lie, at Barack Obama, and it ended his career. Marjorie Taylor Greene is so convinced she owns Kevin McCarthy. And I think we can all expect to see no repercussions. She will not be penalized in any way for what she did tonight because she did it last year and they didn't care then. No, she was carrying a balloon, I think, earlier tonight. (laughs) Yeah, and she looked like, I, I mean... I'm not one to comment on fashion. Uh, it is one of my true failings as a gay man. I do not understand fashion. But her look tonight got a lot of attention. She was sitting there in fur, heckling the President of the United States at the State of the Union to the point where the Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, sitting in the Speaker's chair, which he is in because of her, has to That's shush right. her from the Speaker's chair. But he can't go too far because if he does, he loses the Speaker's chair. It, like that, the, the the drama on their side was just absurd and screeching and hollering. And, you know, I know we're going to get to Huckabee Sanders, but she actually said the choice is between normal and crazy. OK, we just saw it in the State of the Union. We saw a normal president with a normal party offering a normal agenda for the American people. And then we saw Republicans. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And by the way, Joe, Joe Wilson, who yelled, you lie at Obama um, in 2009, which my staff tells me was 14 years ago. I'm not sure I believe that yet, but uh, he apologized. He later apologized for it. I don't think we can ever expect to see Marge apologize for shouting liar at Biden tonight. And unlike Joe Wilson, I I don't think she'll be reprimanded by the House. But guys, this is Kevin McCarthy's first big moment where he was promising us he was boasting that he had warned the Republican Party to behave during the address. He said mics are hot, cameras are on, and he actually promised civility. He said earlier today, we're members of Congress. We have a code of ethics of how we should portray ourselves. That's exactly what we'll do. It seems like they've already begun ignoring him. He is the stepdad who no one listens to. (laughs) The the idea that even said that, okay, Santos, number one, um, um, I, I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. But but I, 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 I certainly hope that that he meant it. But I doubt it. Yeah. 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 I agree. Uh, he you know, I mean, first of all, the fact that the speaker has to say that to a grown group of elected officials behave. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the State of the Union, you know, one of the premier events in the political calendar. Uh, please be on good behavior. Like, that's the place we are in America with the Republican Party. That's where yeah. they are. And then they couldn't. <laughs> if you don't, we're going to send you, say, make you sit in your car. That's what we're going to do until this is all over. I swear we're going to God, send you and sit in the car. McCarthy is like the substitute teacher who everyone ignores and blows up and disrespects because the kids all know he ain't going to be around long. He's the substitute. It's That's how so the whole true. thing felt tonight. And by the way, for those who who, uh, who might be on Marjorie Taylor Greene's side, I know some of you might be Patriot listeners or Breitbart listeners and shiny things confuse you and you can't change the station, but you, you don't believe that anyone in the Republican Party actually ever said this. I want to play a quick little clip of Senator Rick Scott, who took a break from trying to kill Harry Potter to actually go on to Fox News. And here is former Canadian VJ with a mullet, uh, John Roberts, pretty much getting him to admit that he wants to sunset Social Security and Medicare and have it come up for a vote whether we should keep it every couple of years. Give a quick listen. Recently put out an 11 point plan to rescue America, two of the big points of which are, quote, all Americans should pay some income tax. It also says all federal legislation sunsets in five years. So that would raise taxes 
on half of Americans and potentially sunset programs like Medicare, Medicaid and Social Security. Why would you propose something like that in an election year? Sure. Well, John, that's, of course, the Democrat talking point. It's a no, no, it's plan. in the plan. It's in well, the plan. But, here's, here, but here's this thing about reality for a second. It's First of all, let's talk but, about but, Medicare. But Senator, but Senator hang on. John. So it's not a Democratic talking point. It's in the plan. Oh, that went well. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. Joe Biden wasn't lying. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was. Um, that is really one of the very unpopular ideas they have. And again, with Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I heard no policy ideas whatsoever from them. Tracy? Well, I was going to say that she would have to read first. She would have had to have read it. And yes. I mean, unless somebody read it to her, uh, it, given her a gazpacho police problem, I think she could have been <laughs> confused. But I do think that that I, 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 they just get me all worked up about the Social Security. It's my money. You're welcome for for my you know for holding it as a savings account for me. I just it, it makes me absolutely crazy. What really makes me crazy is the regulation stuff. You know, I'm tired of paying fees for things and not knowing what those things are for. And I thought when I heard uh, President Biden talk, I went, regulation is good. We can I stop agree. that stuff. I agree. I mean, Joe, I have to I got to tell you, um, one of the reasons I'm happy for these addresses is that we get to hear. Obviously, he's running for reelection and he's got to tout all the policies they passed. But there were so many policies this administration and party have passed in the last two years that I never hear talked about on the news. And I mean, never. The No Surprises Act, uh, which establishes new protections against the surprise medical bills. But the American Rescue Plan, I mean, you know, what it did for beefing up the child tax credit, uh, Biden's calls for tech regulations, um, which, which you know, the antitrust bills that were aimed at the biggest tech companies didn't get through, you know, anywhere. But now the divided Congress is going to make it even harder. But like the student loan, the student loan debt plan uh, is huge. I wanted him to talk about that more. The 1% tax on stock buybacks, um, which was included in the Inflation Reduction Act, which should be higher. Uh, and again, I think the entire infrastructure bill is a great re-election campaign. Oh, that was another one of his great moments. He threw some he threw some RuPaul's drag race worthy shade at Republicans when he was talking to the Republicans who voted against the infrastructure bill. He said, I promise to be the president for all Americans. We'll fund your projects and I'll see you at the groundbreaking. <laughs> like, that, was, that was such a great line. It was such shade coming from Joe Biden. And you're right. I mean, some of the things you talked about tonight are so like you, you just forget that we don't have to live this way. We don't have we should be able to live with non-compete clauses. We shouldn't have surprise fees. We shouldn't have surprise medical billing. We should have lower medical costs. We can have these things. And, you know, I think for so long, since the Reagan years, we've all been led to believe this isn't possible. This wasn't possible. And Joe Biden kind of turned turned it these past few years. The Democrats, with a very slim margin, we could have done more, except for, you know, Manchin and herself from exactly. Arizona. Um and again, I'm not going to talk about fashion, but. That, oh, no, we can yeah. talk about fashion. It's the radio. Let's talk about let's talk about clothes. I mean, they do it at the Oscars instead of talking about the films, because I thought Kirsten Cinema um, did a great job tonight wearing the only outfit visible from space. And I applaud her for her <laughs> Satan's Easter basket dress she wore. If you Googled, I, I, I did a search on cinema from uh, just in the middle of the speech just to see what people were saying. It was all commentary on what she was wearing. And yeah. it's this big, 
yeah, I'm sure our, our, our listeners saw it, but it was this <laughs> yellow. It was like took up three seats. And yeah. it, I mean, if you want to no, so try, try flying in coach yellow. wearing that dress, try flying in coach wearing that dress. That's all I'm going to say. It took up a, I love the one so- that talks about her being Lala. Is she Lala from the Teletubbies or is she Kristen Cinema? I like that one. It was a dress that just screamed me, 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 yeah. and the right person wore it. But you mentioned uh, Joe Biden talking about the infrastructure bill and how he'll see them at the groundbreaking. I want to play that clip really quick. I thought this was the first really big moment of his speech. I want to thank my Republican friends who voted for the law and my Republican friends who voted against it as well. But I'm still, I, I still get asked to fund the projects in those districts as well. But don't worry. I promised I'd be a president for all Americans. We'll fund these projects. And I'll see you at the groundbreaking. That's shade. That's me it, being shady, shady, shady to them. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I got to tell you, I went to the White House Correspondents Dinner last year, and it just completely changed my view on how Biden speaks as a public figure. I mean, I've always thought he does a good job in debates. He stays very calm when he gets comfortable and relaxes. You can tell he's having a good time. But he delivered such a tight stand-up set and nailed his punchlines and called out people in the room like the Fox News table. And he's like, hey, thanks for coming. You had to show proof of vaccination to be here. And it's great you're here. And the whole room went crazy. I mean, he knows how to throw shade while still being warm and fuzzy Uncle Joe. And he's much better at it than Bill Clinton or Barack Obama were. I agree. I agree. He's... um because uh, he's so warm and personable and you really don't want to expect it. And then you get smacked. It's it was great. Yeah, well, he did. Right. He did say he first off, he congratulated Kevin McCarthy he was classy right off the bat. And within five minutes, he said, I want to give special recognition to someone who's going to be considered the greatest speaker in the history of the House, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> and by the way, McCarthy refused to applaud after Biden touted his historic record of job creation. I don't know if this was a good night for Kevin. It wasn't you know, leadership, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. he looked very look. He looked very sullen. He didn't applaud for things that were great for America, which you know mm-hmm. Republicans are always telling us how you know you got to put the country first, which they never do. And then he was shushing members of his caucus. That's what the speaker, third in line, right. second in line for the presidency, had to shush members of his caucus because they were being rude and screaming and hollering and acting like children. <laughs> and speaking of speaking of acting like children and being rude and hollering, um, could you believe the outcry when Joe Biden mentioned fentanyl? The entire Republican Party flipped out. and They're like, that's our pet issue. We beat you up with that issue. We beat you up with that issue. And they were furious that he'd actually talk about it. And we have to remember this new push from Biden on fentanyl comes as the DEA is saying it's the deadliest drug threat facing the U.S. And there was a House oversight hearing this morning. On the border, ahead of Biden's speech, fentanyl was a key topic. I mean, the Republicans have really been trying to use this issue every time there's more fentanyl seized at the border to beat up Joe Biden because some fentanyl was seized at the border. (laughs) It was another example of him, of Dark Brandon, taking what they used to bludgeon him and turning it around and using it to his own advantage. Well, this is an issue, you know, I... uh to work on the immigration issue. And one of the things we did was we track Republican ads and they had a lot of ads about fentanyl in the last yeah. cycle. The thing you never get from them is a solution. There's never a plan on how to prevent it. It's always about the border, the border. And the way they make it sound is 
undocumented migrants who are seeking asylum are bringing fentanyl over the border. That's not how it is. You know who laughs their asses off at these Republicans? The cartels, because they know that they are impeding the ability to develop any serious plan on how to deal with this crisis. Exactly right. And it is a huge crisis. And the other thing, it's all intertwined, John, with their kind of embrace of white nationalism too because then they can say the border it's an invasion we're going to be replaced that is the great replacement theory and biden called that out tonight it was really important yeah you know if you watch that hearing today actually jamie raskin uh, got into a back and forth with the chair uh james comer because comer was really upset that the house Mm -hmm. oversight democrats had tweeted about the fact that Republicans were going to talk about white nationalism, which they did. And J.B. Raskin said to him, renounce the great replacement theory and we'll take the tweet down. Comber wouldn't do it because it. it is a fundamental part of who they are. That is a tenant of the Republican Party these days. And I mean, the, yes. The, I mean, the greatest examples of their hypocrisy and dishonesty on the issue, because, again, Republican politicians don't ever want illegal immigration to stop. They lost abortion. They can't lose their second biggest fundraising tool. The majority of undocumented immigrants are here uh, because they overstay their visas, not because they cross the border. There's 50,000 undocumented Irish in this country. You'll never hear the GOP talking about their plan to get the undocumented Irish out because they don't care. They need the hordes of brown people at the border to use race racism because they have nothing to offer non-millionaires. The majority of fentanyl seized is seized at the ports, not by people stuffing it in their pockets while they walk across a desert. <laughs> and and on top of all of this, if the Republican Party, and I want to put this to both of you, if they cared about undocumented, if they wanted to end illegal immigration, they would start locking up all the white people who hire illegal immigrants. And then in two weeks, you would see the border crossings end. They won't do it because they know our economy would collapse, because our economy depends on the exploitation of marginalized labor. It's the all The East Coast likes strawberries. The East Coast <laughs> likes strawberries. Well, mm-hmm. and you know who hired undocumented workers? And in I've two met different centuries. In two different centuries, the former president Donald hired undocumented. Trump. Donald yes. Trump. Yes, he did. And you know who else knows? Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is such a fraud. We all know that. He's leaning in on, you know, he's big. Be- really running a fascist government down in Florida. And he did that stunt where he sent those poor people up to Martha's Vineyard. His agriculture industry would collapse. He knows Correct. it. And you know who's rebuilding Florida right now? Undocumented workers. Right? right. DeSantis knows this. He knows this. And that's the fraud of these Republicans is they know this. They know the reality. Kevin McCarthy is from the Central Valley. There would be no agriculture. Talk about strawberries. We wouldn't have any food. If you ate today, food came through the hands of undocumented workers. So, and and these Republican leaders all know it. It's such a fraud, John. You're so right. It drives me crazy. Um, I'd like a plan. Give me a plan. Right? No, give me a plan. There was yep. none. And and by the way, Sarah Huckabee, and let's be honest, we don't give Sarah Huckabee Sanders enough credit for dealing 
with those apostates all those years in the White House press room while the other sister wives got to lounge around the compound back at home. But, um, you know, I, I was I was really, really uh, stunned. In fact, I, we just learned the guy who was hired to fact check Sarah Huckabee Sanders called his wife to say he won't be making it home tonight. Um, we got to talk a little bit, Tracy. I know I'm going to lose you soon, but we got to talk a little bit about this person who, I mean, literally claimed God wanted Donald Trump to be president, who mocked Joe Biden for his stutter, who falsely claimed that Trump's border wall had stopped 4,000 terrorists at the border. I mean, this woman, she set a high bar for lowering the bar. She's the rebuttal. mm -mm. Yeah, no, mm -mm. I would not have. I mean, I would not have picked her, but there she was. And the last thing I want to hear out of her mouth is anything about education. I also am sick and tired of these dog whistle terms. I am sick and tired of it. Yes, I am awake and not unconscious. Uh, Yes, I am a liberal. I will I will wear that flag. Um, And I am I, I am for people. I am not for pockets. Uh, and pocketbooks, and um, I just wish. So she would like to pay more in concert fees. If she has a daughter, does she <laughs> want her daughter paying Taylor Swift concert tickets? I mean, does she have all the money in the world? Maybe she does. I don't know. I don't. Tracy, all this government regul, this big government regulation is strangling business. What are you talking about? I mean, that's the language. It's this Republican machine that chews up language and spits out lies that hurt the people who vote for them. Uh, you know, and and. and can I ask you guys, is it is is the rebuttal space cursed? I'm thinking Bobby Jindal back in, what, 2011, when he walked out there, like it looked like a seven-year-old, and it, it didn't go well. His campaign never got above 1%. Bob McDonald, the Republican governor of Virginia, gave the response to Obama's in 2010, and he and his wife were inducted on corruption charges not long after that. And let's not forget Marco Rubio, where he kept grabbing the glass of water and couldn't make <laughs> eye contact with the camera. I mean, it's sort of like the spinal tap drummer of political speaking gigs. It would not be a role that I would want to occupy, um, although I, I suppose maybe I would if, if if a Republican unfortunately landed in the White House. But I, I think that it is a space that it, it, I don't know if they're doing it blind and they, they don't have the speech. I haven't I, I'm not part of that. So that right. I, I don't know what if they're just doing a canned speech. It's terrible. There's no, it's all culture war, Joe. There's there's nothing else. It's all culture where they have nothing to offer. And what's Sarah Huckabee going to offer? That's a state that's been run by Republicans for years and years. It has, it's a state with one of the highest rates of poverty in the country and yep. one of the lowest education attainment. She's got nothing to offer. And th- that's the whole thing that, you know, you you didn't hear a policy discussion from her because they've got no policy. It's all, you know, woke and normal versus crazy and you know, and she's she's stopping the use of the word Latinx. How does that improve the lives of anyone in her state? Does it end poverty? No. Does it improve the medical situation of anybody? No. Does it bring Correct. jobs to the states? No. But you know what? Got her on. Uh, got her that spot, didn't it? Got you her know? that spot. <laughs> got her Let's contract. Let's contrast that with the actual specifics of Biden, both in terms of what they've done and then his more aspirational ideas. Now, obviously, anything Biden says that he wants to do will never happen with this Congress. But, you know, something he said that I think maybe could that he should fight for and make a lot of noise about. I mean, he announced a new standard requiring construction materials in federal infrastructure products to have to be made in America. Here's a quick clip. This is Biden requiring construction materials for federal infrastructure be made right here. 
Buy America has been the law since 1933, but for too long, past administrations, Democrat and Republican, have fought to get around it. Not anymore. Tonight, I'm announcing new standards require all construction materials used in federal infrastructure projects to be made in America. Made in America. I mean it. Lumber, glass, drywall, fiber optic cable. And on my watch, American roads, bridges, and American highways are going to be made with American products as well. Now, um, that was more specifics in 60 seconds than we heard in all of Sarah Huckabee Sanders' rebuttal. And, and can I just say to you guys and get your thoughts on this? I'm the guy who really wants Joe Biden to go even deeper. That's where I wanted him to go for the jugular. I wanted him to talk about how Donald Trump, businessman, outsourced his own manufacturing to Mexico and China. But uh, He didn't go there. He's got to be the nice guy. But, like, did you find yourselves wanting him to go in for the kill? I mean, wanting him to even say more than just my predecessor this and that? I thought he was being classy about it. I, I yeah. found myself more fascinated with the not that not so much the concepts, but I found myself Googling going, well, how much, you know, there, it takes 20 trees. Did you know to build a, 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 a thousand square feet of a house? Did you know hmm. that? I mean, that, I that to me, I, I was wondering, well, how does that impact the climate? I mean, I was really starting to wonder how all these things tied together. But I thought that they were really great details that were that were that were interesting. And and again, they weren't insults. One of the things that he did was he didn't insult people. And 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 it was all about an idea, a concept. Yes. Joe. Yeah, that, that's really important. That's a really important point, Tracy. He do, he wasn't up there insulting anyone. Um, and he was what he was doing was working for the people who elected him and even the people who didn't vote for him. He was up yes. there saying, this is how we're going to make your lives better. And that made in America has been such a canard. Republicans always pretend that they feel that way. And, you know, how did you'd hear Trump talk about it? I mean, but of course, <laughs> Joe Biden can actually institute these policies for the infrastructure law that passed because they passed an infrastructure law yeah. as opposed to talking about it every week like the Republicans did when Trump was president. There's such a contrast. And, you know, I know one of the things I think was important for Biden tonight was this was a chance he had to talk directly to the American people and to tell them that things were doing for you, because it, a lot of That's it doesn't it. get filtered through. And he had to tell people we are doing this for you. These jobs that are going to be created they're because of the because of us. These um, everything that we're doing, we're doing for you, and you're getting it because of Democrats and a Democratic president. Exactly. I mean, I would have loved to. And and again, Barack Obama couldn't show any fire in these situations because then they'd call him an angry black man. Yeah. Joe Biden can't show fire in these situations because that's just not who he is. He's going to come out there and present the contrast that he is the nice, reasonable, kind person. And let him be compared to Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. This was as much, I think, a speech squaring off against the Trump campaign as it was against the DeSantis campaign. And Biden knows he has his surrogates to do the dirty work. I mean, I would have loved to have seen him call out Joe Manchin. We just had the lowest, the American Rescue Plan beefed up the child tax credit so much so that we had the lowest child poverty in the history of the country in 2021. And it's Manchin's fault that it's done. But Biden, he, he knows better. He doesn't take the bait and he just keeps it on message, keeps it positive. 
I wish there would be more messaging coming out of the White House. I wish there was a way that they could they could share this information and and tell the American people what they're doing in a in a more effective way. It's driving me crazy. But that's why oh we have God. this. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. I, I can get. I mean, there's so many Americans and conservative brothers and sisters who have no idea that 25 percent of the national debt we've accrued in almost 250 years, that 25% came under Trump. Did you hear the Republicans booing that stone cold fact? Joe, I was, they're booing facts now, but I'll tell you, you know why they're booing it? Because their media that they consume will never report that. People who watch OAN and Newsmax and Fox will never know that. Tonight, there was a chance they could actually hear those numbers. Uh, absolutely. And, and that's why it was so important for him to say those things. And I agree. I, I want the White House to be much more aggressive. I want every one of those cabinet members sitting there to be traveling around the country over the next few days saying this. They don't need to be in D.C. They got plenty of staffers here. Joe Biden's going to Wisconsin tomorrow. He's going to Florida on yep. Thursday. I want him traveling every week because you know what then you get the local media and that's, that's really right. important when you get the local media like when he went to that bridge in um, northern kentucky between northern kentucky and cincinnati i can't tell you how many people i i know from that region who were talking about that because that bridge has been uh a scary joke it's not i when mm -hmm. i say joke i don't mean joke in a funny way it's like you know oh it's going to be fixed they've been hearing about that for decades one of a, a young guy i know who he said i started hearing about this when i was in grade school and now he's like 35 and it's actually being done and it's wow. good for joe biden to go out there and do that they've got to be better at the messaging i mean as long as he keeps on sending out pete Buttigieg to fox news because mayor pete's become my favorite fox news regular uh I am so grateful to both of you for staying up late and joining us tonight. Tracy, what is the best way for our listeners and our evil army of the night to follow you and your work? Well, I'm going to be on Fox 5 DC shortly tonight, uh, but you can watch uh, you can watch me on all of the stations, but you can also follow me on uh, Twitter, on Mastodon, on LinkedIn, um, on Instagram, uh, on TikTok, all at Tracy Explains. And I have a sub stack at Dr. Tracy Explains. Joe? Wow. That's a lot, <laughs> but it's great stuff. It's great stuff. <laughs> I know she puts um, me to shame. I'm, I'm going to be performing at a farm in Connecticut this weekend. That's what I'm doing. I'm telling stand-up jokes this weekend. Joe, how do our listeners keep up with you and all your many doings? Well, I'm on uh, Twitter at Joe Sudbay at Mastodon at Post. Same thing, um, and uh, I actually work here part time. I guest host a lot. I've guest hosted this show. I love working with Chris and Thea. They're the best. And I also have State of the States, the show on Sirius XM Progress. We're going to start it up again next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend, where we dive into states. And I must say a piece of news tonight, dealing with state legislatures, Democrats won three seats in Allegheny, three House seats in Allegheny County in Pennsylvania. They now control the Pennsylvania House of Boom. Representatives again so that's a this is a big night in state legislative news too so uh shout out to the uh pennsylvania house democrats and 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 thank you and joe it's always a, a great honor when you guest host the show i especially like the next night when i return and all my listeners tell me how much better you are i love it every time thank you both so much for joining us we gotta hit a hard break we'll be back in a moment with your calls this is progress i normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. 
Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. This is SiriusXM. I'm John Fugel saying we are taking your calls now at 866-997-4748. That's 866-997-GRIT. Where what? Oh, yes. Marie in Atlanta. Thea, can you pick up Marie's call for me? My machine just got glitchy. Marie, where were we? We were just about to get to your call. And then um, some lady in Arkansas rudely interrupted us. Welcome back. Yeah, some lady... Some lady in Arkansas who was talking about some some travel trip on a plane where it was mm-hmm. dark and there were no markings and like there weren't police and you couldn't see any lights or anything. I couldn't tell what she was talking about. I thought it was some drug deal going on in Mina, Arkansas. <laughs> well, the best part about that was she never actually came out and mentioned Trump's name. I don't think she did. I think she tried to just talk yeah. about how great Trump was without actually mentioning his name. So maybe some people out there won't know who she's talking about. <laughs> exactly. Just incredible. <laughs> Uh, what anyway, do you think of the speech? Regarding... Tell, tell me your thoughts, please. So I didn't, I didn't dislike the speech. The the one point though where I got really frustrated was when he, and admittedly he turned it around to his favor by getting the the Republicans to commit to not destroying the Medicare and Social Security. But I didn't like that he was essentially feeding the trolls with the back and forth, particularly with Marjorie Taylor Greene. I, I, was, was, that, I was, that Biden, was that Biden's doing or was he handling what they threw at him? Well, that's again, it's one of those things where I don't I'm I'm just not a fan of engaging with that kind of stuff because, know. you know, it's, it's like it's like mud wrestling with a pig. I mean, again, yeah. he turned it around to his favor. But here's a, honestly next year. There is no legal requirement for how the State of the Union is delivered. Correct. If I was him next year, I would do I would take a page from the very well presented and very well message managed January 6th commission. And Mm -hmm. I would come out. I would thank all the people he's supposed to thank. And then I do some lengthy video presentation because if they're yelling at a video video presentation, nobody's going to hear them. Number one. And number two, they're yelling at a screen. Yeah. And then when it's finished, turn up the lights and say, I'll take questions at another time. God bless America. God bless the United States. God bless our troops. Good night. I, That's what I, I would I, do. I mean, I would, I'd love to see Biden come out there and do something interactive with PowerPoint. Uh, I, I, but you know what? It's not the worst idea. We saw how powerful it was to throw to a video clip in the January 6th hearings. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if he did it, you know what would happen. The Republicans would say he was too feeble to speak. That's what they would do. They would say he's too scared. He can't run on his own record. He's got to play a videotape. Uh, I'm pretty sure that they would try to turn it on him any way they could. But it would be worth it. You're right. Just to see Lauren Boebert screaming at a screen, that'd be worth it. Exactly. (laughs) And I mean, he could do the voiceover on it. It's not like... 
He can narrate. Not like it would be. <laughs> yeah, he can narrate. He can flash pictures of bridge openings and construction gigs and, you know, people with checks and whatever else, you know, signing. Oh, all of those pictures of him signing legislation and yeah. smiling with all of his supporters with him. I mean, there's nothing that says he has to stand there and tell them in a speech. It's true. It's, you so, know, but, but, you know, but I thought there was a lot of good stuff in the speech and a lot of good policy stuff yeah. in the speech. And it really it, I've always said this. What Biden does best is draw the contrast between himself and the other guy. I mean, he promised to veto any national abortion ban that Congress mm-hmm. might pass. And his administration sued Idaho last year successfully. They argued that Idaho's abortion ban, which was almost complete, violated a federal law that guarantees patients' right to receive medical care when their life or health is at risk. And the judge agreed that Idaho's law didn't really protect doctors or patients. And the ruling was really a message to other states that are considering these abortion restrictions. That's the kind of thing that I wish he'd brought up. You know, like more evidence serving his own case because he had a lot of specifics. But honestly, I could have done with even more. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I will say, though, I can't recall what point he was making, but the very first point that he made that was a, a you know, kind of a slam on the Republicans, Kevin McCarthy's face looked looked absolutely shocked, like he was not expecting that. Yeah. And I thought, where have you been? Like, you didn't expect this? Mm-hmm. But that <laughs> was, was the whole really night, funny. right? Like. No billionaire should be paying a lower tax rate than a school teacher or a firefighter. You hear a line like that, and right away you're like, oh, let's get a shot of the Republicans not applauding that. And mm-hmm. I always find the most interesting parts of these events are what the Republican Party chooses not to applaud. It's it's usually yes. pretty telling. Yes. And, and the fact that there were times when you could see on McCarthy's face that he was looking on the Republican side to see whether or not it was safe to smile or clap. It's so true. I could it's... see it on his face. He he should never play poker. <laughs> Maria, it's such a pleasure having you join us. Thank you so much. Same here. Have a good night. We are at 866-997-4748. Thea, can we pick up Paul in New Jersey? Paul, welcome. You're on SiriusXM. Thanks for waiting on hold. How's it going, John? How are you guys doing? Great. Tonight, it's been a quite interesting evening. What about you? Yes, it was. No, I was just listening to it on the radio because I was, you know, just doing delivery driving and all that other stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think it's... I didn't get to see the whole, you know, I, I, I couldn't, I didn't see, I mean, I couldn't tell who was clapping and who was not, but I mean, I like the way, I mean, I know you, I made, you make great points that I wish you would have done more, but I still like the way that Biden challenged the Republicans I on too. doing better. I did too. He, you know, he challenged them. He threw it on their face and he said, well, let's do it. Let's do it. I love how you know it. You said it. You negotiate, you know. Uh, somebody else said it. They, they negotiate. He negotiated the bill, the budget, right there in 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 the State of the Union. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I thought his whole piece on the Chips Act and and you know having things that are made in America, man, that's not something Donald Trump really talked about because he can't. No, he, he did his hideous tie manufacturing the China. Yep. And you know what he and you know what he did that was even better, Paul. Biden totally like I kept thinking, okay, when's he going to get the balloon out of the way? When's he going to do the balloon talk? And I'm like, wow, it's it's an hour into this, and he hasn't mentioned the damn balloon. And when he finally did, he didn't even directly reference the balloon. He just talked about China and how we handled it. And yep, exactly. No, just, just but, completely diffused it. 
But, you know, that, that other guy, he manufactured his mega heads in freaking China while you're at it. That's right. A whole lot of them. You know? sure are. Yeah. Not here, a surprise. Here's the, other thing I, here's the thing I really called about. Please. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is a piece of shit liar. Oh, my. Um, a big liar. I mean, I could spend the rest of the evening talking about her lies. I mean, she's someone who actually came out and said that Donald Trump uh, has never called anyone to do an act of violence. Um, the president oh. has in no way, form or fashion, ever promoted or encouraged violence. Um, she talked yeah, about, right. uh, she said Trump created more jobs for African-Americans than Obama, when in reality, Obama mm-hmm. created four times as many as Trump. Like, I, I could and not just for And not just for African-Americans, for everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. But again, Donald Trump kept taking credit for having the lowest African-American unemployment rate. It's proof I'm not a racist and the lowest ever. The reality is Barack Obama, because every Democratic president has to clean up a Republican's mess. That's my lifetime. That's all I've seen. Barack Obama cut the African-American unemployment rate in half. And under Trump, Obama's economic trends continued down one more percentage point. And Trump came on like he was freaking Lincoln, freeing the slaves. And, and he, he also did the one thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, I mean, Sarah Huckabee, she lied about, she lied about Trump's hush money payments to Stormy Daniels. Yep. I mean, like, I, I could spend all night talking about her lies. Maybe I will. No, 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 here's a funny, here's a funny one for you. Please. The, <laughs> Sarah Huckabee Sanders was talking about being against the world, being against CRT, being against everything else, right? Yeah. And next thing you know, she talks about these, these nine kids in the school they couldn't go into the school because of their color, and then right. they're making a broad statue. Excuse me, isn't that CRT? Exactly. She doesn't. She wants to say how brave they were to go to school, but she doesn't want you to be taught about who it was keeping them from school. Exactly. What the hell is wrong with this woman? Nothing. What's wrong with her is that she's an ignorant racist, and what's wrong with the country is you can get elected on that. That's what's oh. wrong. Apparently, that's yeah. That's, that was just that was just insane. When, as when she mentioned, I was just like, I was just screaming like at, at my radio, just trying to call her out on on, on her lies. Um, even when she was with, talking about, even when she was talking about Iraq and all these soldiers like praising Trump and all that other stuff. Oh, I hate saying that name. Um, when they were praising that other guy, you know, and he was like, and I was like, didn't they call them losers? And you know, in what was the other? What was the other? Thing he said, yeah, they call them yeah. losers and, and something else, and it was like, yeah. wow, suckers, I think, yeah, yeah, exactly. no, 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 that, seriously, I, 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 yeah, America is being destroyed by them, yeah. seriously. No, listen, I, I could lies. not be happier. I mean, I, I kept thinking Ron DeSantis should be giving the rebuttal. Ron DeSantis is really, you know, not the leader of the party, but he's the guy the leaders of the party wish was leading the party. But I, I can't complain. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is like George Santos, is like Marjorie Taylor Greene, like Paul Gosar and Matt Gates. The ignorance, the racism and the violent dishonesty. She deserves to be on TV all the time as the face of this party. I agree 100 percent. Actually, 100 Right on. (laughs) Thank you for the call, Paul. It's good to hear from you. Thank you very much. We're going to take a really quick break. We'll be back in just a moment with uh, your last few calls and some final thoughts and maybe some more audio from the evening. Man, there's a lot to digest here. I mean, Biden was very specific about a lot of issues and it was pretty inspiring. It's one of those nights that made me happy to follow American politics. What did you think? We're at 866-997-4748. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
This just in, you might have noticed if you're watching on TV that before the address, Mitt Romney exchanged some words with George Santos that looked to be kind of stern and it seemed to fluster uh, young Mr. Santos just a bit. Well, uh, Manu Raju actually caught up with Senator Romney after the address and uh, he told the truth about what he said. Give a listen. So can you repeat that? You did, well, why, do you, why don't you think he belongs there, sir? You said he's a sick puppy? What do you no, mean? no, no, I didn't say that to him then. What do you, but that's you what you say you, now. You just said you don't belong here. Yeah. Why did, why did why you did want to say, say that to him? I didn't expect that he'd be standing there trying to shake hands with every senator <laughs> in the President of the United States. It's, uh, given, it? given the fact that he's under ethics investigation, he should be sitting in the back row and staying quiet instead of uh, parading in front of the uh, President and, uh, and, and people coming into the room. Did he have a response to you? Did he respond? He says he, uh, you know, that he embellished his record. Look, embellishing is saying you got an A when you get an A minus. Lying is saying you you graduated from a college you didn't even attend. And, and he shouldn't be in Congress. And uh, they're going to go through the process and hopefully get him out. And uh, but he shouldn't be there. And, and uh, if he had any shame at all, he wouldn't be there. And what did you, you tell him? Point to say that though. I mean, it, you went, I mean, it was kind of out of your way to. He was standing right there in the aisle, shaking hands with everybody. Did he respond to you? Uh, he may have. I didn't hear. Are you disappointed he that Kevin McCarthy has not called on him to resign? Yes. So there it was. Mitt Romney really did tell Santos off. Boy. You know, Governor Romney, I'm sorry, Senator Romney, he really makes you long for the day when Republican conservative politicians were just wrong about things and not ignorant, racist, corrupt, evil and wrong about things. Just wrong about stuff. What a night and what a speech. Now, I want to remind you guys to keep it tuned to Sirius XM Progress for all of our coverage and all of our shows tomorrow on Channel 127 will be, of course, uh, holding court and will want to hear from you and what pleased you, what didn't please you, what did you hear that turned you on, what didn't you hear that you wish you had. Overall, I got to say, it was a pretty strong speech from Joe Biden promising to veto an abortion ban to promising to protect Social Security and Medicare. Announcing a new standard requiring construction materials in federal infrastructure products to be made right here in America to say that everyone in this country deserves Internet access, that no parent should have to drive out to a McDonald's just to get a signal. There was a lot in the speech to hang on to. And of course, the part where he masterfully got the Republicans to pretty much promise by applause to keep their hands off Medicare and Social Security. Uh, Good chess playing. I want to thank all of you for listening to our coverage. We'll be back tomorrow. And I want to remind you of Teddy Roosevelt's words. We are not attacking the corporations, but endeavoring to do away with any evil in them. We're not hostile to them, just determined they shall be so handled as to be subservient to the public good. We draw the line against misconduct, not against wealth. State of the Union, 1902. We'll see you tomorrow on Sirius XM Progress.